on everything I love, the nigga set me up, bro. You feel me? That nigga is tripping, bro. That nigga be on some other shit, my nigga. Like, straight the fuck up. What are you talking about, my nigga? You raped me as a kid, you bitch-ass nigga. You raped me as a kid and you raped all my kids, nigga. And you still trying to motherfucking get away with the shit, nigga. What do you mean? I'm sitting right here, bitch. Every time I see you, I want to slice your neck, motherfucker. You, you really, really have to understand what the Bible says, bro. The Bible says, it says, honor your mother and your father for your days are long, nigga. I ain't killed you for that reason, bitch. Don't you ever get on a motherfucking TV show and act like I'm the motherfucking rapist, nigga. When you rape me, bitch. You rape every fucking body. Whole ass nigga. What are you talking about? 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 I'm going to tell you what he's talking about. Because we're sitting right here, bitch. Talking about Orlando Brown on this episode of Talking John. Talking John. All right. Welcome to the first episode of Talking Junk. I'm your host, Jason Melendez. I'm here with Mike. How y'all guys doing tonight? Chicky P. Mike got a bunch, kid. The Queen. Yeah. We here. The topic today is Orlando Brown. Who's that, my mans? Orlando Brown. You don't know who Orlando Brown is? What, He's you, been... made me, what you made me out here for? Talk about somebody I don't even know, bro. Nah, you know who he is. After we're done here, you're going to know exactly who he is, and you're going to be able to tell me whether the young brother is going crazy, if it's the drugs, or if it's all one big publicity stunt. Let's see, because always, who is this man? Orlando Frankie Brown, born December 4th, <laughs> 1987, in Los Angeles County, California. He's an American actor, rapper, and singer, perhaps best known for his role as Eddie Thomas on the Disney Channel series, That's So Raven. That's so Raven. Nah, I know who your man's is. <laughs> That's not my man. Wait. I mean, this is... Unless, I mean, unless the young brother want to join the podcast, you know, we're going to talk shit. I know man, about everybody. That's that's what we doing. Every though. topic, yeah. Well, we're that's, not that's we're not we're not gonna talk shit so much. No, we, all right. We're gonna yeah, describe nah, we're his. Gonna talk junk. That's what yeah, we're gonna yeah. Do. That's we're what we're gonna, gonna do. do. That's what we're gonna do. Um, I used to have a crush on Raven. I ain't gonna lie to you. Well, as for the information on Brown's parents, after searching for weeks, all I could find multiple sites that read he's the son of Mister and Missus Brown. Okay. Further details are unknown. This man is a ghost, and you know, it sort of makes you think of some of the guy's claims. However, his uh, backtracking, you know, hindsight 2020, uh, his baby moms, the one, I guess so he that's... he got kids? He got kids. We're going to get there. We don't know oh, how many he got. He don't know how many he got. But the one that's known, her name is Omina. We'll get to her. She says that his mother, she's been there for years. Even Angelique Davis, uh, you know, from uh, All That, yeah. the girl from, that's, uh, from All That. She said too, her his mom was always there. Mm. So you'll we'll be we'll be the debate of that. You know, he said he was in and out of his early years. Him, him and his mom was they had it rough. They were homeless, living wherever they could, and he got his big break after they moved in with his his mom's boyfriend. His mom's boyfriend took him to his uh manager's house. That's where he met his manager, Sharon Burt. And from there he went to extensive uh you know, auditions to get the, the young man seen because he was outgoing in his youth. He was, uh, you know, he always mimicked the greats. Eddie Murphy, he mimicked Michael Jackson, you know, some of the greats. One, one thing yeah, about yeah. these child stars, though, you got to let them be kids. Can't expect them 
once you start letting them do that, you grooming them for things that adults supposed to be doing. You rob them of their childhood. You can't do that. See, yeah, all fact. all families have, you know, the side of them that they don't want people to necessarily know. All families got that. So we don't really know what what really turned him. If we listen to him, if you in the public, he, that changes. Yeah, well, you know yeah. That. If we listen to him, he he doesn't hardly ever want to speak about his mom. You know what I mean? And other people say his mom was there. So, you know, only he can say. And if you want to come on the show and tell us from his perspective, then, you know, he yeah. can come and tell us. Lando Brown, we here, man. Where? You know, well, yeah, no. after we all those, you know, extensive auditions, some lasting up to four hours, you know, just one audition. And this man went through daily at just, you know, from anywhere from five to eight years old, his first auditions. So, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's wild. Just think about if, if when you was five, what was you doing? I can't even remember what I was doing at five. <laughs> I don't even think you was ever five. Like, yeah. I think you came out like 13. Like, <laughs> like, you look like El Vampiro, my man. <laughs> well, finally it paid off, all those auditions. And he finally made his TV debut in 95 on a show called Coach. And he was also on a show called Family Values. It's a little bit back then. I personally, I've heard of the shows. I never really seen them too much, but I guess they were good shows. <laughs> Hit me up, DM us on our Facebook, our Instagram, our Twitter. Let us know if you, the audience, have seen those shows. Cause I was born in '87 along with Orlando Brown, so I'm kind of. Kind so of that is your man's That's not my man. I don't know the young brother. I don't know him yet. I don't know him yet. I don't know. I don't know LeBron James or Lil Wayne, but those are my dudes. Seen it, 
I've never heard of it. I didn't really do too much of watching those roles of his because we, you know, through experience have seen him through the Disney Channel roles. So we kind of are yep. familiar with his acting. Yep. Uh, in the same year, he landed uh, Rose and Max on the series Two of a Kind and Nelson in the Jamie Foxx show. Quite a familiar name in the TV world. Brown made several appearances on shows like Malcolm and Eddie, Friends and Foes. His acting in Safe Harbor won him a nomination for Best Performance in the TV Award. Wow. He did a lot. So he's winning awards as a kid. Easy. Like, like it's The man is talented. You could say that by now he's working his way to being a child prodigy. That's a fact. In the year 2000, Orlando was cast in the movie Perfect Game and also voiced the role of Little Boy in The Tangerine Bear. Never seen that either, to be honest. Me neither. I don't know these things, man. Well, you're about to start knowing these things because in 2001, Orlando Brown began his long and most successful association with Disney after making an appearance in Lizzie McGuire. He then voiced the role of Sticky Web on the animated TV series... The Proud Family. He was Cornelius Fillmore on the animated series Fillmore. And Brown also made several appearances as uh, himself on Express Yourself. I don't know what that is. It's those little shorts between the the Disney shows that they used to give. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I remember those. I did. I used to flip flip through a lot of channels. Like, I ain't gonna lie. So I might, I might miss that, because I don't leave the Disney Channel on. Like, well, the you know, actor <laughs> cemented his legacy when he was cast in his most famous role, that of Edward Eddie Thomas on Disney Channel's popular sitcom, That's So Raven, from 2003 to 2007. All right. The so, role won him an Outstanding Young Performer in a TV Series Award at the Young Artist Awards in 2005. How old was he at that time? Well, so you want to say about... So he was born in 87. Eight, 18? He, he yeah. said when he about got cast, he was around 15, 16, I think he said. Let's say about 16. Yeah, 15, 16. So y'all, y'all know when we were 15, 16. Mm-hmm. You know, we were. Yeah, all of us. We just worrying about the. But you is know. that the same scenario for him? Because he's with Disney at that time. And you know how strict yeah. Disney is. Well, on an yeah. interview with Vlad TV. Right. On an interview with Vlad TV, Vlad asked him the same question. He said, you know, you would have to, uh, I guess you would have to fill out multiple forms being with Disney. He's like, no, it's just one big contract and they got your ass. Mm-mm. You know, it's just one. You can't do shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I they, they, you have to uphold the image. So you basically have to live either in your house freely or on their set. There's no in between. You can't do anything. You can't have a social life in between that. So you have to you have to abide by that contract by by uh by contract. That will make me go crazy too, honestly. Well, yeah, I don't know, cause who's to say that living in the dark isn't the best way to live? I mean, for you, yeah, we understand. For those that know you, we understand why you're saying that. Well, after that, so Raven, he did have other movies. Like he was in American Bad Boy in 2015, Bloody Hands in 2016. And he had a little cutoff in uh, a little cameo in um, Straight Outta Compton. Mm. But. There's some other movies, man. I still. Uh, hang on, on you. Family Matters and That's So Raven. 
And uh, yeah, Major Payne. That's, that's pretty much it. But still, even though we don't know him from those roles, a lot of people do. He was a popular name in his time. Mm-hmm. And right after That's So Raven, arguably, that is when everything went down. At the end of That's So Raven, his first arrest happened in 27 for uh, possession of marijuana. Mm. So he was already caught. How much he had on Uh, It didn't state. Yeah, that Reggie one? He was, I think he was just finishing off the contract yeah, with Disney. Yeah, regular? Yeah, regular. Come on, he can't, <laughs> he can't be arrested for no regular, man. That don't even count. Reginald. That's a do-over. Well, well get my man a do-over. He had Reggie on him. Get ready right, for the get ready for the roller coaster ride that is Orlando Brown. Cause that, my friend, is right there. The only thing that is smooth sailing. Because in 2008, Brown went missing. He disappeared what? without a word. What? Are you talking about a 20-year-old guy go missing? Where he go missing at? From Tuesday morning to Wednesday afternoon, he stated. Oh, he was just from one day? Yeah, just from one, one day. day. How you going missing from one? Come on, man. Man, I thought you went missing for like months. You know what I'm saying? Weeks at least. One day? He just popped, he just popped off the face of the earth. He didn't let nobody know. He, he went off on a binge. I think his baby mom in an interview said that it was a week that he went away. But from what I could find from the reports, it said he was only gone for a day. And he was quoted in saying, it was wrong of me not to inform my manager about my whereabouts, especially when I'm so routine and big on uh, communication. But I felt lost and needed to get away. Brown then went on to say he was upset at how he was, he was as entertainers as so disrespected at times. After an incident at the nightclub where he had expected to open and headline the act, I felt that that was uh, my chance to prove that I was talented and I was really excited. Brown said when I was told that I couldn't perform, that really hurt. It got a bit overwhelming and I needed to be alone. So he was supposed to, uh, he was supposed to headline. I mean, excuse me. He was supposed to open for a headlining act at a club. And at the last minute, they canceled on him. So he took off. In the same year, he tried to get a record deal. I think it said with Millennium Records or Millennia, something of the sort. And he's trying to put them tracks out. He's trying. He's trying, but it's not. It's not panning out because in the interview with the record label, they asked him, you know, who's your favorite rapper? He said, Pac. Pac's my favorite rapper. He said, That's a good answer. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. Definitely a good answer. Hell yeah. Well, the record label didn't think so. They said, oh, we thought you was going to say Will Smith. He said, yeah, Yeah. well, I like Will Smith too, but my favorite overall rapper is, you know, Tupac. Yeah, that's a fact. Look, you can't, you can't. He's not. I'm not going to lie to you right now. In any hip-hop discussion, you ask somebody, who's your favorite rapper? Nobody in the history <laughs> has said Will Smith. <laughs> I'm, not taking, I'm not taking away anything from Will Smith. I love you. Well, we'll leave you that. My boy. We'll leave That's the Tupac Will Smith debate to Jada Pinkett. But <laughs> no, we shall not. Okay, now we'll 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 leave that yeah. whole yeah that whole affair to them. What we're here to talk about is Orlando Brown. He didn't get the deal. He thinks because of that. So now he's spiraling. He's trying to be himself. He can't be himself. You know, it's it's hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. 2011, 
The 23-year-old actor was driving with his pregnant girlfriend at the time of the arrest, late Friday on August 2011. CBS affiliate KCBS reports, according to the TMZ, police stopped Brown's car in front of his home because it did not have a license plate. Once they approached the car, they found and detected a small amount of alcohol. Police immediately administered a field sobriety test, which they said failed. Brown was booked at the Hollywood police station. He was released after posting $1,500 bail Saturday morning. So I got you. I got you. So he was too drunk enough so to put his license plate on. You feel me? First of all, what do you mean? Why is it off in the first place? Right. I'm Why pretty is that even safe? I'm pretty sure by now the fame is, is gone to his head. And it's been told How again by his baby mom in an interview that he, he thinks he's Pac. He's always thought he had that complex. Like he... Pac had license plates on his cars. <laughs> true. This is true. This is true. Brown in 2012 was arrested twice after failing to appear in court and not meeting the terms of his probation for the prior arrest in 2011. Well, we got a badass over here. Well, he thought he was an outlaw, apparently. Yeah, you remember when y'all stole those highlighters from the uh, pharmacy across the street? <laughs> I, 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 cannot, I can neither confirm nor deny that statement. No, because uh, and, like, and the dad called called him out from the window. He was like, yo, y'all better get inside. <laughs> well, unfortunately for Brown, he didn't have a dad to say, get your ass inside. In 2013, he was arrested in North Hollywood on suspicion of drunk driving. According to uh, a Times database of arrests, the actor was held on a $2,600 arrest warrant for a previous DUI arrest, according to multiple media reports. So apparently he, he's been getting cited for DUIs left and right by the time it was uh, 2013. So you made drinking honey, getting drunk, just driving Got around. It. Yeah, driving with these hoes, rolling yeah. fatties, yeah. living the life. Yeah, he got, he yeah. thinks he's Pac, the all eyes on me. Pac don't do that. Pac, don't do Pac, that. Well, Pac did do that. Not that. Nah, <laughs> nah he ain't getting pulled over. Well, he got pulled over a couple times, but not for no deep yeah. On 2014, Brown was facing two counts of uh, disturbing the peace and one for public intoxication. Though the L.A. City, city attorney found insufficient evidence to prosecute him for his alleged threat against the woman and her three-year-old daughter, though police said it was clear Brown made the threats on a 911 call about the incident. Prosecutors did not think the woman feared for her life in any way. A spokesperson for the city's attorney officer confirmed Brown was facing three misdemeanor charges in the case and was uh, doing court for arraignment in August. Police were called to the North Hollywood apartment on July 21st after she claimed Brown was acting erratically and had threatened to kill her, her three-year-old daughter, and her deceased mother. In a 911 tape, a man is heard what? saying, get this, yes, he, he, he went and he... So basically what you're saying is, she threatened, he threatened her, but she's like, yo, you buns. So she's like... I don't care what you say. You talking about you gonna kill my dead moms? Uh, nah, look, look. This is this is, no. this is this is this is what it said in the nine one one recording, right? It said the other day he made some passes at me. What? He made some passes at me. No, this is what she told the reporter. Okay. I know him. 
we're acquaintance, uh, acquaintances. The other day, he made some passes at me, and the boy is 28. I'm 40. He made some sexual passes at me, and I declined right. them. And, and now he's upset. Bottom line, he's a known actor, and he's a known alcoholic, and he sounds very intoxicated. At the time, Brown's rep said uh, the man on the tape was not his client and that the woman was a stalker who had been texting him excessively <laughs> and that he'd gone to her apartment to assure her boyfriend that there was nothing going on between them. Well, if he wasn't drunk, she would have threw the cheeks? So, nah, but you can... He says in, a, in, 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 the, uh, in the 911 call, tell, tell them Orlando Brown is crazy. I kill everybody, right? You can hear him in the thing. Mm -hmm. But later oh, on, he thugged out. He, th he thought he was. <laughs> later on in the in a Vlad interview, Vlad asked him the same thing, and you know what he said? This is what he states. I quote, right? So bear with me as I read this man's words. All right. <laughs> I'm the lit bro. For y'all that don't know, there's an app. I believe it's called Mobile Spy, some shit. But to where you basically type your number in the app. And I can see everything. I can see all your everything you're doing right now on your phone. It's like I can watch it. It's like a movie. You dig? Like from the time you can type your code, all the contacts I have access to, so I can send messages from your number and everything. So I did some. I dig some dirt up, and I found out that's what she's using. So she was basically sending me text messages, and they were coming from my wife, and I didn't know they were going. And they were coming, and I was like, did you send this? And no, I didn't send that. And I was like, did you send it? Did you text me? Nah. It was, it was that kind of shit going on. So the last time that she had text me, she had it. <laughs> she had it, and me with the, you know, well, well, we're just going to GPS. We're, we're going <laughs> to... I'm not going to read this man's words no more. I'm going to tell you Please, man. what happened, yeah, this... all right? So he basically says he got a call from this girl that says he's going to GPS where he's at and she took a and she took a screenshot showed him where he was and he was like I, he he said like this I was like I said bitch I'm coming to see you you're only on the next block I went over there feel me like I got my kids my stepkids and you know I mean you're not going to just jeopardize my family so I went over and from that, I, from that time, I hit the block. Mind you, my girl is driving slow, so he's walking. He got out the car. Dickhead yeah, is in the car, so he could drive there. So he want to make a scene. He get out the car, yeah. and he's acting crazy all through the neighborhood, right? Of course, he got to be. He's belligerent at this point. Yeah, he's putting a show on. So by, by, that, by this time, you got to think he's on the drugs. Yeah, what drugs? Be. Nobody knows, right? I'm drinking. So he's he's dri he's walking. His bitch is driving slow. She's like, get in the car. He's like, get in the car, Orlando, trying to get him in the car. You know, she's with that rah rah. He said. <laughs> I'm like, nah, man, nah, fuck, fuck all that. So you know, I got I got tired of hearing her. I got tired of hearing her mouth. So she found a condom in my pocket. So he basically <laughs> said his bitch is driving around trying to get him in the car because she found a condom in his pocket. Instead of instead of trying to avoid him getting arrested. Again, for something stupid. Now, the, I don't think this is his other baby mom that we're going to get into in a second. No, because he said stepkid. So it's probably just somebody he was just messing with. Yeah, he said stepkid at the time. So, so it might be just someone he was messing with. 
this man had multiple, 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 multiple girlfriends. How many baby moms he got? I don't know. He don't even know. We gonna get there too. We gonna get there too. But he said by then his emotions, he was flaring up his emotions. So by the time he got there, you know, he wasn't trying to, he wouldn't intentionally harm the woman, he said. But uh, I did want to, it pissed him off. I, it pissed me off. She wouldn't come outside after I knocked on the door. I walked up there at first and I knocked on her door and then she played me like, oh, I'm scared, I'm scared. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, number one, she didn't have uh, her light, her lights on. She got her bill cut off, he said. So the only light she had was the light from her phone. So at the time, it was real chaotic, he said. Basically, the fact she wouldn't open the door and address the fact that, you know, she's a grown-ass woman and playing kid-ass games. So he went downstairs, and he told her to come outside, and I, or I'll kill her, her daughter, her mama, and everybody else in her family uh, if she threatened my family again. And then he goes on to say she had his number because supposed, he was supposed to be giving her daughter acting classes. Cause she was an extra on that so raven or some shit like that and he no, said he can't remember if she was and if she was that she she was only an extra and that's why she can't remember him he basically took a plea deal after that said he seen her afterwards hugged the baby and went to the baby's party and chilled with her and all of that bullshit. Like, this whole shit is twisted bro twisted is not even the word this man is going through viral Emotions galore. It, it is, mean, but that that stems back to his his whole childhood. Man, he, he never had one. So is it is it verified what drugs he was on? It's verified I, later what drugs he was on. He At was, this point, was, uh, it's really not I'm verified. In love with the he said he did. He said he snipped a couple lines before. Only a couple lines. That's what he said. He said a couple lines. Okay. Uh, yeah. Don't don't he got like a a, a mess. Method he does. We're gonna get to that. We're we're almost there. Wow. We're almost we're almost current. We're yeah. almost current. Scary. You fucking with that math? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, I mean it's Papi no. It's evident. Papi no. In twenty sixteen, Brown was arrested on domestic violence charges during an alleged argument with his girlfriend. Charged with domestic battery, obstruction, drug possession, he was released February 12th after uh, posting an unspecified amount of bail. Witnesses say that they seen Brown arguing in his car with his girl driving into the police station. Witnesses say uh, he struck her, so they called the cops. While booking wait, him... Wait, 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 he struck her at the police station and they called the cops? Look, this, is, this is where everything gets interesting. We're going to go in-depth on 2016 arrests. Because this is where we're gonna introduce his baby mother, Omina. Omina? Omina. Oh, you go oh, you're gonna love this. Check this out, right? So when they were booking him, right, they discovered a small amount of methamphetamines in the car. And while while booking him, they found weed on him. So he got additional charges while he was in jail. So this man got mad charges that one day. Wow. Still got out, mind you. But we're gonna get there. Yeah, you right? the math, man. What the fuck that's, going on? Right. That's some outlaw shit. He's gonna yeah. lose his teeth. I know I know people on meth. Mm -hmm. We all know people on meth, and it no wasn't friends. pretty. They ain't got no friends. 
It wasn't pretty. They ain't got no fronts. They got about time. three teeth total in this shit. Well, here's where we're about to introduce a constant factor in his now life, Miss Omina Alexandra Norris or Mina Alexandra, whatever she's. I believe she's going by Mina Alexandra on Instagram right now. Okay. Right. This this is baby mom's. Uh, she just so happens to be Nate Dog's baby mom. Yeah, wait a minute. Are you serious? Yeah, they dog baby mom. But we could get into how uh, how they met. They met at a bank. And she said, go figure. You can make all the jokes you want. You meet a homeless person at a bank. Wow. <laughs> wow. They they hashed, they, you know, so they mashed making, it out. Was he making a withdrawal or something? No, or she no? was making a withdrawal. He and he was catcalling her from across the street after she got out from the bank. <laughs> Weird. He it's already was, weird. Yeah, real weird. He was trying to tell her who she was, and she was trying to say she didn't know who he was, and then the light bulb hit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That he had some fake loafers on or some whatever. Oh, but that's it. <laughs> that's it. Oh, my God. That's irrelevant. Do you have socks on? I don't know. I don't know. If she got into it, I didn't write it down. It's a lightning bulb. That's not. <laughs> that, that was irrelevant. <laughs> it should It should have been a lightning bulb. Yeah. Right through the fucking light bulb. Excuse me, as I sip on my soda. But uh, I digress, because now we're going to go back to the 2016, when she says, you know, he was up all night, but she didn't think of anything. She didn't suspect any type of drug abuse, because she's been with big stars in the studio, and, you know, they take all night. She doesn't knock creativity, you know? Sometimes you got to be up all night, sometimes you're up for days, you know, you hustle. Was he filming or he was he was recording in the studio? What? Oh, he's a rapper now. <clears throat> in case you didn't know. Cool. My son, my son got the bars. He got the bars. The <laughs> bars so heavy, he still bit, brings the mmbop, slap, bop, mmbop, slap, bop. He made that into another song. I'm mad you you know how it sounds. It's all right, <laughs> I, yo. I had to research this man for over a week to get all. All this information and most of it's not going to go out onto this episode. So maybe later on in the years, we'll do another episode on him. We'll, we'll, we'll probably be forced to. But again, I digress. So she said uh, she picked him up and they've been arguing all night, um, I guess, over text or whatever. So he got in the car with the crazy energy and she was like, you know what? She's a workout person. She knows this beautiful place in Palo Verde. So she wanted to go take him over there for a hike to sweat off the thing. But he was acting erratic. Since the time he got in the car, uh, he was putting her in park every time she drives. While she's driving? Yeah, while she's driving. While she's driving. So you're talking on the highway in California, full throttle. He's putting her in park. I'm knocking this nigga the fuck out, and he's pushing him out the car. She said that's where her nightmare began. Because now he's up on the on the passenger seat, right? He's like a gremlin in her face, mm-hmm. with his hand in her face. Bitch, I'll knock you the fuck out. See, that's why I would have knocked him out. Oh, hell no. I can't. She's oh, like, in her mind, she knows he's not doing nothing, because he's Orlando Brown. Ain't nobody scared of Orlando Brown. And that's a Chill, he an outlaw. He an outlaw, chill. He an outlaw, word. No, he ain't. <laughs> well... He kind of was for a little while. In his own game. Nah, he got he got taken down by the FBI boys. Well, no, not the, the Alphabet boys. Excuse me. Not the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> they got him in somebody's crib. He was hiding in the closet and shit. What? 
<laughs> Yo, there's a lot of videos out there. There's a video out there of him. He got no shoes on. His feet look like the prosthetics from Lord of the Rings, bro. Oh <laughs> He's walking around with a, a, a box of beat up Francia wine. Why? Some Why dude. Beat up? I have no idea. That's he looked he looked beat up. Did you he find did it? he find did he find it? Like he found it, he stole it. The guy was trying to chase him off his property. But again, we could we could digress and go into the insane world of Orlando Brown videos all day. But the fact is here in twenty sixteen when he got arrested, he was acting crazy in the car with her. Just going crazy, putting her in park, threatening her, threatening to hit her. So she's scared. She's just waiting to get hit. So she says she yelped the nearest police station. Mm -hmm. And as she's driving in, he's like, you know, pull over, let the cops get me. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He's still acting crazy. So the people around the corner from the police station seen him and called the cops. I don't know. I, I don't know if that's the first case. Yeah, like Rick James said, cocaine's a hell of a drug. The late, great Rick James. Mm -hmm. But who knows? We're going to find out in a I second. Know, I don't know about that. I don't know if it was just cocaine. Well, I know it wasn't just cocaine. Well, he was on meth, But too, right? I don't know if he was on cocaine at the time. Well, he was still doing meth at that time? Well, we're about to find out right now. Because she pulled in, and they called, right? And she said the cops came, and she put her hands on the steering wheel, because, you know, everything that's happening right now, you know, by the way, yeah. put a pause on it. Black Lives Matter. Yes, they do. And Black Lives Matter. She says she was scared because she, you know, that's when all of this is happening, 2016. It, it's been happening forever, but still. Mm -hmm. And he's still acting crazy. So they, they pull, they yank him out of her car. <laughs> but before they do that, he stashes pipes underneath the seat. Oh, my God. And this is the first time that she knew anything about it, right there in that moment. So they they're yanking everything. They find the the pipes. They take him in. Hell no. And while they're searching him in jail, they find weed on him. So she was like, "Where you hiding that at? Where you where you hiding that at? You you found weed? You got weed in jail? Where you putting that?" We can only imagine where he's putting that. The man boofing it, man. Obviously, he boofing it. <laughs> so after that arrest your boy I guess he stood out the media for a while and in 2018 he got arrested again no, uh, what? the police responded to a family disturbance call at the time there was a verbal altercation with Brown his girlfriend and his girlfriend's mother Brown had an outstanding warrant out for his arrest. He was booked on battery against the spouse, resisting a position, possession of a controlled substance. Oh so he basically, for the last charge with the with everything that happened in the police station, like I told you, he got out. How this motherfucker keep getting out? I don't. I have no idea. Money talks, but how much money are these old episodes of Raven really giving you? Right. <laughs> Wait. I mean, so, <laughs> wrong for a grip. Nah, Don't man. Nah, I doubt it. I doubt it. Because she said, I believe Omina said it in that interview too. He's not getting that much. So, regardless how much he's getting, he got out on bail, and he, I guess he didn't show up for court, and he got hit there for that altercation, for all those charges, and again he got out. 
Because that was in January of 2018. In September of 2018, he was arrested again in Las Vegas. Yeah. Oh man! He tried to change the uh, the locks in his friend's restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? What is so wrong with like, this guy? To be done or like they tried to stage an intervention on him, and I, I believe we know who the who who's the restaurant owner. Um, he was a, a, a former child star, I believe, but I neglected to write his name down. Um, they tried to do an intervention and it went wrong. He tried to change the locks, so he got brought in for one count of burglary, and from there he did a little stint. Um, What's good with your man? In rehab. What's good with your man? Word, that's your boy. Yeah, because he did a a short stint in jail, and that's not my boy, man. (laughs) I mean, maybe if I was a child star at the time, we could have been cool. We would have went on set. I would have brought the Henny for him. He already had the Disney girls. I'm sorry, babe. I'm sorry. You know. That was back then. That was back then. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, cause you was with Eileen. <laughs> well, after a short stint in jail, Brown went to stay with a friend, and uh, his manager at the time, Solomon Barrett. Weird name, but Solomon Barrett. Due to the out uh, out of control behavior, he had to kick him out. And after he kicked him out, he reached out to Doctor Phil. And this is where some of the juicy stuff happens. You know, he said to Dr. Phil, he's burned all his bridges and no one wants to deal with him. If you can't help him, uh, he doesn't have a a chance. So Dr. Phil reached out. He had him on the Dr. Phil show. And I don't know if you guys had a chance this week to watch those clips I sent you guys, but these interviews are off the meat rack. This this man walks in with um, snake eye contacts. Yeah, but... But they're crooked. So they're not... They're not on correctly. They're like off kilter. So he looks weird right off bat. He already looked like okay. he on drugs. As soon as the camera hit him. Ultimate drugs. Uh, he opened up about his drug addiction there. Well, he kind of had to because, you know, they called him with the meth already. So he had to open up about his drug addiction. He opened up about his mental issues and his homelessness. Uh, Brown should see right here. Brown showed up wearing snake eye contacts and admitted to being a crystal meth user. Dr. Phil commented that his drug use may have distorted his neurological pathways and caused mental health issues. So, I mean, it makes sense. It does. But is he really that baked up or is this all an act? Is it really a cry out for help or is it a publicity stunt? I mean, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's tough. Brown claimed he had been sober for four years and that he refused to be away from his family for another treatment. He said, after having been locked up for no reason, being set up, I can't dedicate another 90 days to being monitored. I don't need it. It's a slap in the face for the people that need it. I agree. It is a slap in the face to the people that need it that are actually going to take advantage of that help. Because as we can see... Hold on, hold on, hold on. You need to be booked in there. Your man's putting the car in park on the highway. As we can see. No normal person is doing that. He said four years he was sober, but we've been going through his life, and the past four years has been nothing but hell. 
and drug and DUIs and all of that. So he hasn't been sober. He has not been sober. Brown displayed some confusion, claiming that he had four children. And when Dr. Phil asked him the name of his youngest child, whom Brown stated was two years old, the actor responded, the two-year-old is still in the belly. <laughs> we didn't get there yet. We don't know yet. What? Yeah, he said, he said he has mad kids. He kept... Uh, naming different ages and different names to the kids, and the last kid he said was two years old, but it was still in the belly that they didn't know the name of it, which I can only imagine was o- Omina's child at the time. If pro- maybe, maybe so not, because it's 2018. They got they were together 2016. So I'm just trying to do the math because there's really not much about his personal life. That he does do a good job of keeping out of the media. I'll, I'll tell you that. Dr. Phil went on to point on that Brown had given different names and ages to his children. He noted that Brown is having difficulty keeping assumption information about his life personal. Straight up, Dr. Phil said, I came here today to offer you some help. I think it is in in the form of mental illness that can be dealt with very handily. I've offered you that and you have rejected my offer. So he really didn't want to do it. Dr. Phil was trying to help him. Like, you really can't. You can take a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. And that also makes you think that it's a publicity stunt. And now you want people to just see you and the crazy shit you do. Yeah, but he did but just come off of a, 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 a jail stint, and he did a little bit of time in rehab because of it. Yo, stop sticking up for your man. I'm not sticking up for him. I'm just I'm trying to see both sides of the window. You know what I mean? I'm not just trying to look out at him. I'm trying to look in through him too. You know what I mean? You want to look inside of him? No, I do not. I do not want to look inside of this man. All right. We're going to get there in a second. I'm pretty sure somebody looked inside of this man throughout his career, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, Dr. Phil then asked him his full name and get this right. Brown says, my full name is Orlando Brown Prince Michael Jackson Jr. AKA blanket. My father was Michael Jackson, the great Michael Jackson. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I said crystal meth, man. You smoking your teeth, man. He later in the interview he stated that he was a father figure, more of a father figure, and the reason what? for his uh, contacts. Which I don't know what he meant by that. Maybe he meant Michael Jackson was a reptilian. But uh, we'll uh, we'll get there sometime in another later episode. Um. <laughs> <laughs> in in further uh, delusional thinking, Brown told Dr. Phil that he refused help because he wanted to be with his children in Neverland. Eventually, he accepted Dr. Phil's offer for the help and checked into a treatment facility in Malibu in late 2018. At the time, Dr. Phil assured his audience that Brown was committed to his rehab and uh, the treatment was making progress. Uh, okay. Well... That's a good thing. Word up. Hopefully, you know what I'm saying, this, this story gets a little better. In 2019, after the Dr. Phil rehab, because this was late 2018 that he was on Dr. Phil. So in early 2019, after the Dr. Phil rehab, he was on a follow-up interview with Kraken uh, TV. And he seemed, you know, less meth-headish. And more like a person that was on the prescription drugs, you know, trying to get the levels right. He was more lucid, but he was kind of slow speaking, more able to process conventional thought, more laid back. He stated he would get his job back, which I don't know what job he had, 
but he said he was gonna get his job back uh, and try to do stand up comedy, work on his music, and try to stay in touch with Doctor Phil's camp and to continue his help because uh, that's all he can do. He said, you know, at least maybe he's trying to take a step forward in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like he's trying. As long as you're trying, man. Not later that year, his antics would resume in full Orlando Brown fashion as he would take to Instagram stating he had a girlfriend whom was pregnant with his child, but she had disappeared, posting a picture of a sonogram. (laughs) This is what he wrote. He said, every time I get a woman that makes me happy, it's always four dudes that end up making them disappear as soon as they get pregnant. Well, here we go again. My girl is pregnant and nowhere to be found. And I was set up again yesterday. Focus, no drugs, clear mind, finally back on track. Out for some reason, I just can't be happy. Uh, But for some reason, I just can't be happy and live my life with whom I am in love with. Because greedy and envious people who own the world already refuse to rest until I'm officially dead. They are waiting for me to snap and end up in jail and it would be me or my wouldn't be me or my girl's fault so to those demons out there trying to provoke me to lose everything immaturity is a disease not a choice what's mine is mine said the lord thy god shallah blessings manifest so i did forget to mention that the man is an avid christian um, back before he got started on all those shows, so you mentioned Allah and all that for Shalah says, "I'm not a, I'm not a big, uh, I'm not a big religious man, so I couldn't, I couldn't tell you what that's about. I can ask a couple of people Neither and find out I. next time. If any of you guys know what he, what what he's saying, then just hit hit me up on the inbox. Uh, we'll, he's doing some rambling, that's for sure. Man. He's doing a little bit of rambling, but what four guys are taking his girl every time? Uh, I want to know. Brian Pumper in them. So he's still, after the Dr. Phil tra- treatment, he's acting crazy. But is he still on drugs? Or is it just a publicity stunt? Like I'm saying. He said he was clean. He said he was clean. He does go right back. And he he yeah, just wants to be in the media. He wants you to see what he's seeing, what he's saying. You know what I mean? I he think, wants to... I think I think the fact that, that he's on because he doesn't have a career to go uh, fall on. You know what I mean? He has what he did in the past, but he's not relevant now. So he needs a viewership. How is that gonna make him money though? Who knows? Controversy sells. Controversy creates cash. My all man, right, Eric right. Bischoff. All right, Bischoff. Yep. <laughs> Eric Bischoff. All day. Anyway. We that have landed just... in somewhat the present, my my fair fellas and uh, my lady. We are in 2020, January of 2020. We Brown posted it. a black and white video, which I showed this to you earlier. Uh, I think that's when we started uh, the video chat with you, Chicky. Uh, he claimed that Nick Cannon performed oral sex on him. Yeah, yeah, he was in the Bed Bath and Beyond. He was like, oh, Nick, on. this is what he said, and I quote, Nick, I let you suck my dick, okay? Yeah. Fine, I said it. I let Nick suck my dick, and I liked it. It was okay, Nick. Everybody knows you suck my dick, but you did it as a female. What? <laughs> I mean, he goes on a little longer than that, but. Well, his name was Nicole Cannon? 
Nicole Cannon. <laughs> Nicole Cannon. Oh my God. Now some could why, just throw. Why he say that though? I don't know why he said that. That happened. Though? And Omina took to Instagram after that and said, you know. What do you expect? You know, you got all he's trying to do is look for the attention because that's where you guys give it to him. What the chaos is. Yeah, but you don't buy the music, you don't show support and likes and shares. He, he he, they he, don't warrant money though. He couldn't say he banged out somebody. You gotta say he got hit by Nick Cannon. Well, he said he banged out Nick Cannon's throat. So. Hey yo. <laughs> I mean, Pause. Pause. You gotta do what you gotta do. Pause that up. You gotta do what you gotta do. Nah, man, pull that up, bro. But Nick hey. Cannon, Nick Cannon did respond. Yeah, he did. He did, but not in a way that you would think Nick Cannon would respond. He went so hard at responding on Eminem, though. Word. In response, the Wild and Out host took to Instagram and took the high road after Brown's claims. Cannon focused on the deeper issues behind Brown's social media outburst. He viewed it as a cry for help and urged friends of Orlando's to support his uh, perceived mental uh, illness. Cannon posted a screenshot of the article and writes, When I first saw this, I thought it was fucking hilarious. But then putting in a little cognitive effort and analytical thought to the situation, I figured what a great opportunity for a teachable moment. First off, let me say I am praying for the young brother Orlando, even though I didn't know him personally. I'm not sure, but I believe during the there research, I've seen a though. picture of them together. Yeah, there was. I've seen yeah, yeah, yeah. I have always it. loved and enjoyed his talent and have been a fan of his past work. Uh, he was fucking brilliant in Major Pain and had us all laughing on That's So Raven. But this is another crucial example of when we allow our young artists to be prematurely exposed by this demonic business and left out to fend for themselves. We need a better support system for our youth and take care of our own. So, I mean, he got a, he got a little bit of a point. There's really, unless you have a big support system in your family there's really nobody to take on the responsibility of the mental stability of these young child stars yeah they get a lot of pressure on them from early age but he he continued he said i've watched various of this young brother's videos and all i see is a cry out for help so I don't know if there are any real leaders or solid individuals in this young man's life, but let's embrace him and tighten up so he doesn't become another lost victim to these Hollywood circumstances. I mean, if he would have had a good That's solid real. base, he wouldn't be there now. That's real. That's it is real. And that was beautifully said too. Mm -hmm. The most irresponsible parties involved in all of this is our media, specifically the culturally conscious. For us to continue to pass slander and tear one another down for clickbait to make these uh, white supremacy propaganda platforms more money uh, is asinine and deplorable. These cannibalistic tactics only destroy us, really. In a post like this, who wins? We might chuckle, joke, pass the gossip on through our low-frequency vibrations, but does it truly make you feel good? Especially knowing that there are higher powers looking down at you. So hold Orlando. I, ho I hold iHeartRadio complete, co uh, 
excuse me, I apologize. I hold iHeartRadio comply ass. and World Star <laughs> accountable. So he's basically holding the media sites that blew up the story of him sucking Orlando's dick accountable. Mm-hmm. Right, because who the fuck? That's some motion. Right? He did say too, yeah, like it's okay. not a. If he was trying to get on Wild and Out, that's not a. Fuck that's me. not a way to do that's it. That's not a way to do it. <laughs> so that's where, uh, like I said, Omina said, "What do you expect?" That's the only way the man is getting you. Fuck you. You you want to be a wrestler? You're gonna be like, yo, Vince McMahon suck my dick. <laughs> listen, listen. There's a lot of people right now with claims with the Me Too movement coming out, and there's a lot on the man Jim Cornette that we'll probably cover in another episode. No, we have to. It uh, it's interesting. A lot of it is interesting, and it doesn't we, end there. Yo, Chicky P looks like Gorilla Monsoon. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> the most recent account of Orlando Brown in the media is his accusations against Michael Jackson and Will Smith, which we played a little bit of the clip for you guys in the beginning of the podcast. Now, he comes in and he's like, uh, Michael Jackson set him up with Will Smith. Will Smith raped him and he raped his whole family. He raped everybody. You know that's the drugs talking. Is it the drugs talking? Nah, that's not the necessarily talking. rape like that. Rape in another way. Who knows? Is he is he touching family? his booty hole? Yeah. yeah, I don't I don't know if he's really touching his booty hole, really. But nah, honestly, nah, I don't think, I don't what think in my that. opinion it goes back to back to what two thousand eight when he tried to get that record deal, and they said, "Yo, who's your favorite rapper?" He said, "Pac." They said, "Oh, we wanted you to say Will Smith." <laughs> so Will Smith fucked him. He, he fucked him in the end. He didn't have control over that. Nah, he didn't have control over that. But yeah. there's really things in the industry that we don't know. And we can't really talk for what he's going through. It could be the drugs. It could be the botched um, signing of the record label. Or it could be true. Mm. What if he could be true? He's trash. Like, can we hear some bars? I mean, I like one song, that new song, Coming to America, but I I I just found out recently that that Mbop song was like half taken into that. And we didn't even touch on that, the scandal with with Raven, how he said, you know, he he did things with Raven. And Raven, I seen an interview that she basically (laughs) confirmed it. She said, you know, they they basically did things with each other backstage. And he basically Mm. said that he ate her pussy. Mm-hmm. While while she while she was sucking his dick, so and then he said he licked on her uh, preteen areola that <laughs> had cataracts. So this dude, <laughs> this dude is crazy. I mean, we've we've sat here for about an hour already discussing Orlando Brown, his career, his mishaps. What do y'all think? What do y'all take on it? He's psychotic. I don't know, man. It's just it's hard to pinpoint. It's hard. Like if you guys listen to the the videos, he does have lucid moments where he basically states that he does it for publicity. He did the the Vlad interview and he said he just basically said nothing to get you to watch. And what did they do? They watched. And over and over again, when this man brings chaos to the table, people watch. So it's yeah, he's, he's, it could he's be like true a, and it could be a publicity. It could be both. 
But he can yeah, really, he really probably really wants some help, but he's just, you know, milking it till somebody really call him on the bluff. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you know, it, drugs are hard to get yourself off of, especially if you don't have too much of a solid base. Especially he's that six meth. nine, man. Especially you smoking on that glass dick, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Get off that shit, man. Yo, he's another six nine man. Only uh, just he attention. Only knows fame. He only knows how to make money through fame, so he's gonna do whatever he can. Yeah, but Mike's right. That Blue Ranger have you do some crazy shit. Mind you, <laughs> he's a, he's an actor too, so he, you don't know if he's really. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. All I can do is throw out a little bit of an olive branch. You know, we're not really that big enough. This being our first episode to have celebrities and people guest talk on our show. But if anybody, Miss Amina Alexander, Mr. Uh, Orlando Brown, anybody want to throw us a little vine and come on the show and reiterate anything that we've said. Snoop Dogg. You know what Snoop mean? Dogg. If, if there's Snoop anybody Dogg, that wants to throw their two cents in there, if we got anything wrong, if we were right with anything, you know, let us know. Let us, man. For all our fans out there, thank you for putting up with all this. When is the first episode business going to come out? With all this pandemic stuff happening, it's really hard to try to schedule studio time and get all of this done. But we got the first episode done for you. It it might sound a little shaky at times, but we'll get the format situated and a better episode is going to come next week. We're going to cover the old lady killer, La Dama de Silencio, Juana Barraza. She's the first Mexican woman serial killer in history. Mm, mm, mm. Getty. So, oh, hell no. So <laughs> we'll get on that on episode two. Peace out. Love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Be safe. Good night. Dang, nabbit, them some bitches is talking junk.